0: Swim check one two, bike check one two, run check one two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Mashonda Shines. Welcome to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck what we are already in the third month of this new year, and y'all, I am so thrilled to have this young lady with me on today. So a little bit of backstory, because most of my guests at this point are either people I've had relationships with, or have had encounters with along the way who've been interesting, at least to me, and I hope they have been to you thus far, and and it shows me the power of community. And I couldn't be more excited to tell you this story. So in 2020, a lot of things happened. A lot of not so good things happened. And as a result of those not so good things happening, the world shifted. Some, at some points it seemed divided. But what happened was action had to take place. And Companies, organizations, and communities rallied together to try their best to at least start the dialogue about what we need to do to move the needle forward. I heard about a symposium of sorts that this organization was doing and got in at the last moment It was a round table. And for this round table, I happened to be the only one there. And I had the lovely, lovely pleasure of having two beautiful women all to myself to discuss this important topic about diversity, equity, inclusion, and access with USA Triathlon. I was blown away by the interest level and didn't even know what to expect. And as a result, I was able to meet Miss Megan Rich, who is the manager of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Access for USA Triathlon. She's been with USA Triathlon since 2012, focusing on specifically diversity and inclusion since 2017. Now, in Megan's current role, She manages the program development, focusing on growing women's engagement in multi-sport. Remember what I said? We're in the third month of the year, which is March, and March is what? Women's History Month. And so in building USA Triathlons Together, We Thrive initiative, inclusive policy development, and DEIA resource development, y'all. I have Miss Megan Rich with me. Megan, welcome to the Try Beginners Luck Podcast.
1: Ah, Miss Shonda, I am so excited to be here. Um, going back to that roundtable that you were on with myself and Melissa from our team was just the most fun. I loved all of the roundtables, but I do have to say that that was one of my favorites. Um, really exciting to get to hear about your story in triathlon and how passionate you are about sharing it with others. And and I think one of my favorite things that you mentioned to us was your triathlon themed birthday party, which I thought was the coolest thing. Oh, I just loved it so much. So super excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, so cool. Thank you for being here. And yes, the triathlon themed birthday party that technically didn't happen because of COVID. And uh, (laughs) this past year, uh, in 2021, I had Leslie Tooks on my podcast and we talked about that because she's the one who introduced me to triathlon or introduced me to sport. And she, that was her idea. She did triathlon birthday parties. And so what I did was just try to mimic what she did to try to build engagement and to help grow the sport and get people involved in it to, to love it as much as I do.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where do we start, Megan? Many people will think you are the beauty and brains behind this operation, but people probably want to know, are you an athlete?
1: Well, I I think in my heart, I'm an athlete. Um, I kind of had a really untraditional introduction to triathlon. A lot of times, people who are runners or swimmers or or cyclists decide they want to add to what they're already doing. Um, So taking on triathlon, I actually came from the golf world. so I played golf in high school so I started when I was like five years old played all through school high school college and then I was a golf pro for a couple years um, before I went back to school to get a master's degree so um while I was a golf pro it was an interesting time it was a really interesting time in my life and I was looking for ways to like help myself feel stronger build you know confidence self-esteem um and I don't know what happened. I walked by, uh, the magazine section at Barnes and Noble and there was a triathlete magazine. And I'm like, huh, that could be a really fun challenge to like put myself through, like doing something that like, I didn't think I could do that would make me feel like a strong individual. Um, so almost, I, I guess it's been just over 10 years ago. I did, um, my first and only triathlon. Um, it was an Olympic distance triathlon. I, I, I started pretty bold. It was an ocean swim, um, which was a challenge in itself. Um, but super fun. Uh, I, and I, I think when I got there, the part that just hit me the most is like, I prepared for a triathlon. I did the race. I did better than I thought I was going to do. But like the impact that it had on me was the, the way that I was treated by the people who were there doing the race as well. So it was my very first race and I was in like a novice category. There were like four of us in the novice category, but just a ton of really experienced triathletes. I mean, given it was an ocean swim. So a lot of triathletes who have done events before were, were racing And just the way that I was welcomed in, like I met a woman at Packet Pickup who helped me with my like body marking, helped me set up my transition, um, invited me for a swim later that afternoon. So it was like someone I had never met before and they were like, oh, you're new. Let me help you out. So like having that sense of being so welcome in a sport that I had not even done yet was just this new experience that. I really decided I wanted to be a part of, um, and then coincidentally, I interviewed to be the intern at USA triathlon about a week after I did my triathlon. So even though I'm not racing triathlon, um, consistently, I still consider myself a triathlete because I've done one. Once you're a triathlete, you're always a triathlete. Um, and I've, I've found a way to kind of give back to, triathlon. So having the opportunity to participate in a sport that is so welcoming um, was like so impactful because again, when I was in the golf industry, I did not feel super welcome being a young female. I was based in the South. It was just not the environment that I wanted to be in. So finding a sport that had that welcoming atmosphere, I wanted to find a way to make that something that everyone could experience. So you know, creating a safe and welcoming triathlon community is, is pretty much what my life calling is, I, I believe. Um, and I'm super fortunate that that is what my focus is with USA Triathlon um, through diversity, equity, inclusion and access.
0: I can tell Megan is not a rookie with interviews and I'm sitting up here like, Man. like, yes, <laughs> yes, wow. <I> really loved- <laughs> you said what now?
1: I really love talking and talking about triathlon. So like once I get going, you know, it's hard, it's hard to stop.
0: Honey, make my <laughs> life easy. Child, keep talking, keep talking. I'll <laughs> sit back and sip my water. <laughs> you know, and it is so, um, amazing to hear you say that, you know, you were a golfer all your life. Shout out to, uh, all the golfers out there, uh, who golf and do triathlons and do all sorts of things. You know, golfing is a very, um, interesting sport where I can see how there's you know some crossover transferable skills and um, I love how you were able to compare it. how golf wasn't as welcoming but triathlons were welcoming and it immediately had you wanting to be engaged from that moment and Every guest that I've had on this podcast, now that we're in our second season, so excited. Oh no, thrilled. Thrilled is the word for this season. Um, They've all said the same thing, welcoming. However, you mentioned something towards the end of your, uh, uh, the, the end of what you just said about how you decided to focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. Now, yes, Triathlon is a very welcoming sport. And I remember telling a young lady, uh, one of the relay teams, that she was like, No, it's not welcoming. I said, No, it is welcoming. And what I should have said after that is just not diverse. Okay. And then I should have said, It's just not equitable. And then I should have said, You know, it's not inclusive. And then I should have said, uh, It's not accessible. So you have all of those things. And I don't know where the W comes in at, because I don't know if that would make it a good word, but triathlon is very welcoming. It's just not diverse. It's not equitable. It's not accessible and it's not inclusive yet. However, you guys are making some really good strides and I've seen so much growth in the last year alone. Tell me about the work that you're doing and how you're moving the needle forward. And some of, I'll stop there.
1: For sure. And, you know, I think you bring up a really good point. Like for some people it is welcoming. So like for me, I was super lucky that I met a female who I could relate to at packet pickup who helped me throughout the like setup process throughout race day. Like I saw her on the course and it was someone who I could see as myself. And so that's one of the challenges that we have is finding role models, mentors in the sport who have similar backgrounds to um, our underrepresented athletes, Um, having, Uh, you know, and they say this a lot, like you're more likely to stay in a sport if your coach is someone who looks like you and has similar backgrounds as you and similar values as you. So that's right now where, where the gap is and what we're working on, on, you know, filling, um, some of the things that we're working on that we've, we really kicked off in 2020 was our Together We Thrive diversity, equity, inclusion, and access Initiative. And so this is our umbrella program for everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. Um, it houses resources, so resource development. We wanna empower our coaches and race directors, officials, and clubs to really take a stance and, and be impactful at that grassroots level. Um, the great thing about the United States is, you know, There are so many communities out there, but they're all different. So making resources that can be tailored and scaled towards those different communities is something that is a huge focus for us. Um, This year, we were fortunate enough to host our second annual Together We Thrive Actions for Change Summit, um, which is a really cool opportunity to check out individuals, clubs, coaches, race directors who are out there and actually making an impact. So using it as like a best practices um, summit is a good way to say it. So best practices summit, um, learning from people who are having an impact, making an impact and really lifting those individuals up who are already doing it at the grassroots level. Um, With USA Triathlon, it's hard for us to manage things at a community level from the national level. So it is a lot of empowering um empowering those out there who are passionate about making a change to take action
0: again mouthful and we (laughs) have to unpack that what i think i felt to do was really set the view the viewers and listeners up for success Mm -hmm. and i want to go backwards and then we can speed back up what truly is diversity equity inclusion and access because that word is a buzzword, it's a, new, it's a new word. You have people hiring for diversity and inclusion um, consultants. What does that mean in a nutshell?
1: For sure, yeah. It's a great question because a lot of organizations define diversity, equity, and inclusion differently. Um, So for us, diversity um, focuses on having a wide array of people of different backgrounds, races, ethnicities, religion, gender, gender identity, um, really just making sure that there are opportunities for individuals who are currently underrepresented. So that's our diversity aspect. The equity (laughs) access, excuse me, the equity aspect is Fair treatment. So making sure that everyone has fair treatment within the sport, fair access to the sport. Um, This is what we talk about a lot when we are looking at breaking down barriers of cost to the sport. So making sure that there is an access um, in terms of equipment and, and, you know, being able to do multi-sport when you don't necessarily have access to a pool. Um, stuff like that, safe roads to bike on. Um, so that's that's what we look at on the equity piece for inclusion. It's making sure everyone feels welcome. Um, so you know, it's great if we bring in diverse athletes, but one and done isn't isn't going to create sustainable change. So with inclusion, it's making sure that we can keep athletes in the sport. Um, and then access is, is one that's special for us. So not a lot of um, companies and sports have access as part of their diversity, equity, and inclusion programming. We've added access in since we oversee paratriathlon. Um, so access is a huge word. Accessibility access is a huge word in the para community. So we added that in as, as kind of a, um, a way to include para-athletes and adaptive athletes in the DEIA work that we're doing. Um, So that focuses on creating opportunities for adaptive sports. So we, you know, worked with uh, my team Triumph in Wisconsin this past year to have a challenge, a team, challenge team wave, which is a really cool way to have adaptive Um, athletes participate in our national championships. Um, We are getting ready to start working with Special Olympics on a few things. So this will fall into the access accessibility part, which is super exciting. Um, And then it encompasses our para program. So a lot going on, it's so exciting. There's so many different aspects to DEIA, but they all have the same goal of making sure that triathlon is a, a safe and welcoming and inclusive sport for everyone.
0: When you said Special Olympics, of course, I had to a little smile um, because I'm excited about that partnership. Um, But most importantly, I'm just excited to hear you break down each of those acronyms Mm -hmm. or each of those words in the acronym, just to give people a greater understanding of what we are talking about, what the overall objective is and how we can help in our own way. So For a beginner athlete, we're here for beginners and those who just love this podcast, who have been in this sport for a while and just are supportive. How can or what would you tell a new beginner who might not have seen anyone that looks like them, who may not see... May not have access to the sport. Like, how would you tell them to engage with USA Triathlon or get involved in sport?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a really great question. So, you know our team is here to be a resource our our membership team myself on the diversity and inclusion side you can always reach out to us with any questions um you know we answer questions from should i get a wetsuit like what kind of bike can i use um do you have resources on setting up a transition so this is all stuff that we, we provide and our our membership and constituent relations team is incredible and they are more than happy to talk you through any challenges or fears that that you have about entering the sport um, I think that it is a really um interesting question when you look at how or what athletes should do when they're at their first race or their first club meeting and they don't see any athletes who look like them um, and I would just encourage those athletes you know don't give up um, you know stick with it it's a good opportunity to bring bring your friends, invite invite people into the sport. So you can kind of form that community, that triathlon community where you are. Um, and you know, I, I've talked to a lot of our members. Obviously, not all of them because we have hundred thousand members, but most people in the sport love the sport and they're passionate about it and they're willing to help you out. So. Don't be afraid to, you know, make friends at the race or ask, you know, the person next to you in transition, you know, if there's something you're unsure about, just ask them. I, I, I feel like most people in our community want to see the sport grow and they love to see, you know, um, new athletes out there. Um, the more athletes who are in our sport, the more opportunities our sport has, you know, the bigger we can grow. So um, stick with it. Don't don't get frustrated. I I know everyone's experience is different. Um, so bringing your friends in, um, and then trying to form those connections.
0: Y'all can see, I don't have nothing to do. I'm just listening and getting all sidetracked. Cause my brain is like, doo, 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 doo. oh my God, oh my God. Information overload, information overload. Well, um, wow. That is, um, yeah, that is really good to know. I forgot my question that I even asked you because you were like spitting it out. Megan, you're so good at this.
1: For, for new triathletes. What mm-hmm.
0: advice? I finally got back to it. My brain had to slow down a second. Like, ooh, process, process.
1: Yeah. So if you want another tidbit, and I've thought about this a lot since my first triathlon, you know, I went at it without a coach and I, you know, researched online myself. And one thing I wish that I would have done as a new triathlete doing a swim that was, you know, wetsuit legal. And I wore a wetsuit. I had no idea that I needed to use body glide, like on my wrist and around my neck. And it was like the most painful thing. I, I wasn't sore after the race. I just had like, what, what is it? Sand rash, wetsuit rash. It was, I was more like annoyed with that than like any muscle soreness. So for, for all of you racing with wetsuits out there, body glide is your friend.
0: (laughs) Body glide is everybody's friend for every part of any part that can glide together. And if you know why I said that, then you know, but no, I was actually going to bring that up uh, a little bit later down the line. I was like, what's one thing you would have known is, and that bodyguard thing is real, especially for your first wetsuit. So that is interesting. And I thought you were going to go telling people to get a coach because I think that's important too, uh, for a beginner and with you working at USA triathlon, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, pitting, well, not pitting against each other, but, connecting coaches with athletes who look like themselves. I think that is important, especially from a cultural perspective, but also from an understanding perspective, but you don't, it doesn't, it's not a necessity in order to be successful, but it is helpful in learning how to engage with the sport. Can you speak a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, from my experience in sport, growing up as a, a female golfer, so a female in a sport that is very male-dominated, I was incredibly lucky to find a female coach at a very young age. So my my coach all the way through my first two years of college was was female. My last two years of college it was male, and there was a, a vast difference in how they coached women. And there's some things that female coaches understand for a female athlete that my male coaches didn't understand. So having that, you know, resource to go to when, you know, maybe I didn't feel great one week out of every month. And it was hard to like feel motivated when I was practicing stuff like that. It was very beneficial to have a female coach who knew what I was going through. Um, and, and you're right. One of our biggest challenges is having access to diverse coaches. Um, and it's something that is, a priority for it, mm-hmm. to diversify our coaching pool. Um, we started in 2020 a scholarship program for level one coaching certification. Um, and the goal is to use that scholarship to encourage individuals who are from diverse backgrounds who are not represented in our current coaching pool to go through the certification process um, and kind of get that background of, you know, what, is taught in USA triathlons coaching certification. Um, If you are looking for a coach, reach out to us. We have a find a coach tool on our website, but if you're looking for a coach that um, has a specific background that you're interested in, if you're looking um, for a female coach versus a male coach, we can take a look in your area and and pull out coaching options for you. That's something we can totally do. Um, Yeah. So yeah. Reach out to USA triathlon. if, If you ever, are interested in a coach, if you have questions about what you should expect from a coach, um, what coaching processes look like, or if you're interested in being a coach, you know, there are some people out there who never thought about coaching, and then they, you know, did a few triathlons, were really into it, went through the coaching certification program, and now it's like a huge passion of theirs, bringing individuals into the sport as a coach. Um, so if you've ever had an inkling, like you have had that thought in the back of your head that I could be a really cool coach, you probably could be a really cool coach and we can help get you the, the education that you need to, you know, start bringing athletes in.
0: Wow. We had a, um, I interviewed a beginner last year who was new to triathlon, who was new to sport he taught himself to swim or learned how to swim in the pandemic, during the pandemic. And what he said at the end of his interview was that he wanted to be a coach. And so he is an ideal person ah. to reach out to because he was like, yeah, I want to be a coach. And so I think that is so you're so right that you, you may see that you want to do it. And a lot of coaches are still actively participating in sports. So you can do both and still encourage others. And I would highly suggest that. And, you know, it's good to know what your coaches should know. And I Mm -hmm. would say sometimes coming to events like together we thrive or Mm -hmm. endurance exchange are great opportunities to learn what to look for in a coach.
1: For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You
0: know, I think a lot of times you'd be like, well, I don't know what to look for in a coach. I don't know what to do. Well, I will say the resources that USA triathlon has on their website, are, are, it's good. But if you are a more interactive person and you want to hear from a variety of coaches, mm-hmm. then when the Together We Thrive conference comes around, it's usually in what? November? Yeah,
1: November. Yeah.
0: November, sign up for that. And then endurance exchange, what happens anytime between the first quarter Look out for that. Sign up for the USA triathlon emails. You get that with your membership. But if you're doing the one-off memberships, then it's probably a lot easier for you to do it if you just get a membership and then you get access to even more resources and benefits from the new collaboration that you guys have done with um, outside. So there's just a lot of things that are open and available to you if you're interested and if you want to get engaged. Yes, we want to move the needle forward, but we honestly can't do that without you.
1: Yeah, the listeners,
0: absolutely. you, the viewers. So, hear what we're saying, do what you need to do, get involved, get engaged, and get the information that you need. Don't be like me, seven years in the game, and just like, you got all this information. What for real? <laughs> Don't be like me. I say, be better than me and get what you need up front. So, that makes you a better athlete and a better, uh, a better um steward a better athlete and a better steward of this sport yeah because the more oh go ahead
1: i i think that's awesome and you know our our team we love talking about triathlon like if you have any questions and you can't find the answer reach out to us and we can provide you with the answer or we can you know point you in the right direction um especially as a new triathlete like I, I love talking to athletes who are like, I don't know how to set up a transition area. What should I do? I'm nervous about the swim. What should I look out for? And then, you know, seeing the results come through and seeing that, you know, this athlete did complete their race and they did a great job. And like, you know, we love that. Like, that's what we're here for is to help athletes enter the sport and have a really positive experience. So feel free, our, our constituent relations team, um, Myself, like we love talking about triathlon and helping people out. So always reach out if you can't find what you're looking for, or even if you just want to say, "Hey, we love we love those positive interactions."
0: You know, Megan, I learn something <laughs> new every time I talk to you. I promise you, you are a wealth of knowledge, and this is something that I'm learning literally live and in, in the <laughs> moment. You all have a constituency relations pro- department. Who knew? What does that even consist of? I know this is not your lane, but I'm interested and Um, I'm sure the people want to know.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Our constituent relations team is awesome. So anytime you email USA triathlon, if it's, you know, info at USA triathlon national events at USA triathlon membership at USA triathlon, it goes to our constituent relations team and they are the ones who answer you. If you call our, our information phone number, they're the ones that you talk to on the phone. Um, they work with athletes, coaches, race directors, and clubs. Um, and they, are like the wealth of knowledge. They know the ins and outs of USA triathlon, all of the programs that we have going on. Um, it's really kind of like this vault of all of the triathlon information that you could want. Like they hold that and they, um, are the ones who share it out with our members, coaches, and race directors, um, and clubs. So it's the group that you talk to, if you ever have an issue, um, you, you know, sometimes it's, it's like that customer service, you know, it's, you know, oh, my registration didn't go through, or, oh, I lost my password, stuff like that. So it's, it's those individuals that are, are keeping everyone going. Like they really are like the engine behind everything because they keep all of our athletes and, and coaches, race and clubs moving forward.
0: Well, if the little engine that could is the engine that could, then I need to be connected with the engine that is. So can you make sure that you connect me with that organization or the people in, within that group? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm I'm here for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving back to our next question, or kind of going backwards because we went backwards to go forwards, and now we're going to kind of pick up some of the pieces. You mentioned this initiative, "Together We Thrive." Now, yeah. How did I come to know "Together We Thrive"? Again, going back to that roundtable that I didn't know that would have an impact, but because Megan heard me say that I was an announcer and had not necessarily challenges, but from an assess, well, from a equitable and inclusive environment, announcing is definitely a male dominated area. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, well, we're having this conference. Maybe Mashanda could host it. And so I was the first host or moderator of the diversity equity inclusion access together we thrive for change uh, diversity summit in 2020 yes it was an eight hour very intensive session we were so serious when we got down to business of course if you know me by now it was not that serious and i was not that serious but it was very serious topics that we talked about talk about the together we thrive summit? And how can people be involved? Because listen, I know there's people who don't know about it and it's open and free to all.
1: Yeah. Mashonda, I'm so glad you brought up, brought that up. It's one of my favorite stories. I'm like, anytime we need an announcer and MC, I'm like, oh, we should get Mashonda Cause like the way that we connected in the round table and like hearing your passion for being an MC and, and, you know, especially in the announcers world, the, the lack of representation and things that are being missed. Because there's no representation. Um, I just like, I will always remember that day. And anytime we need someone, I'm like, oh, let's get Michanda. It's so great. Cause like your energy is amazing and I love it. And doing that first Together We Thrive Actions for Change Summit in 2020, I was blown away. You went eight hours straight. I remember sitting like in front of my computer, you know, eating my snacks and like w- watching all of the. Sessions and I'm like, how is her energy so high still? Um, it is, it's incredible. And and the really cool thing about this summit, the whole focus is on diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. So every session has some sort of tie to DEIA. Um, but more importantly, it's a it's a summit that highlights you know, best practices around the multi-sport community. So individuals who are already having an impact in their community, we talk about what they're doing um, with a big emphasis on having action items to take away from the summit to, you know, foster your own, you know, actions for change. Um, And with the summit, it's really important to us that this is a pathway, you know, almost like a foot in the door to USA triathlon for other opportunities to present or, you know, be part of like our certifications, um, or start a club. And with the actions for change summit, something that I've been super passionate about after our inaugural year going into year two was making sure that we use new speakers. So every speaker in the second, um, Every speaker in the second annual summit was was brand new to the diversity summit. Mashonda was our only repeat as as an MC, um, but all of the speakers in the second uh, summit, we were at seventy percent new speakers for USA Triathlon. So they would never spoken for USA Triathlon before at, or given a presentation as part of a conference, um, and it opens that door. You know, once you present with us once, like. It's easier to present with this again. It's almost like that, you know, once you have something, it's easier to get it again. Um, a little furry friend. Um, but we're always looking for new presenters. And if you have a program that's out there, um, if you're a coach, a race director, a club, even just an athlete who's had an experience. In the sport that is related to diversity, equity, inclusion, and access, reach out to me. Um, I keep a list going of individuals who are interested in presenting for us. So, if you're interested in presenting as part of um, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and access summit, reach out to me. Um, I keep a list going uh, throughout the year of individuals who have, you know, who've reached out to share information about their programs. Some of the activities that clubs are doing that can be really impactful and translate into other communities. So, um, and this is a free summit. So if you are not sure if your program or initiative or what you're doing um, is relevant, come to our summit in 2022. It's completely free. It's virtual and open to everyone. We also have recordings on our website um, of past year's sessions. Um, So if you're and if you have any questions about it, definitely reach out because I love talking about it. I don't know what has gotten into her. What's her name? Her name is Ducky, like a rubber Ducky.
0: Ducky, what's wrong, baby girl? What's wrong? <laughs> okay, baby girl, just a few more minutes. I'll let mommy take you out for a walk. A she's like, minutes. I
1: think she have been staring at the screen too long.
0: Right, and she's like, who is that face? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for allowing me to be a repeat. I was almost like, I mean. Me back, was I too wild last year? What happened? Oh I was like, Oh my goodness! But when I did get the call, I was really excited. I happened to be out of town, so I couldn't do the full summit for the second annual uh, Together We Thrive for Change conference. However, I was grateful to do the last day. And oh, M Google, was it oh, that a last
1: day. day? Oh, yeah,
0: listen, if you got some tea or some coffee or some something, something. Listen, that was a good one. And I am just so thankful to have had the opportunity to be able to do Sunday. And I feel that Sunday was definitely divinely uh, meant for me to do because it did it happen to be all women that day?
1: Yeah, it, it was, was all women. Oh. it was
0: all women, and it was powerful. It was impactful. It was Nia ao. It was. Uh, Oh, Sarah Sarah Gross. Gross, Mm -hmm. Sarah Gross and uh, Clarice. Yeah. From um, the first, well, the the Asian American um, uh, pro athlete. It was just, I was just in awe of that day and just the exposure to meet these new people, new women. Um, to see the other days on replay and be like, wow, we are really making action for change. And I am so grateful that it is under your leadership. You're doing an amazing job. So with that said, will there be other roundtables and how, if someone wants to get involved on a more micro level versus the macro conference level, what is it that they can do?
1: Yeah, great question. So the roundtable program is annual. Um, Typically, it will happen at the beginning of each year, so the January timeframe, and they're open to anyone. Anyone who's interested in attending can. Um, I love them because it's, you know, 10 hours of meeting to meet new people and hear about their experiences. Um, and if you're interested in getting involved, um, even if it's just in your local community, I get emails every day. And I, these are some of my favorite emails of individuals who want to start a club or want to start a diversity and inclusion arm of an existing club or coaches who want to have an impact in the DEIA space, just reach out, um, my email address, you can reach me at diversity at org, And I can point you in the directions of the resources that we have available. Um, we are, um, Releasing new resources pretty much monthly um, and um, so yeah. at the end of, uh, well, okay, so we're announcing something cool at the beginning of March. So just recently at our endurance exchange that was held in early March, we announced Uh, the creation of a diversity, equity, inclusion, and access certification. Um, So this certification program is free to anyone who wants to take it. Um, It's geared towards coaches, race directors, and clubs, um, but open to athletes. Um, It is an incredible opportunity to form a base in you know diversity equity inclusion related terminology best practices understanding you know personal bias and blind spots as well as microaggression so this is a great resource that if you're interested in taking it's free um, we wanted to make sure that our constituents had access to free training a lot of times this is something that companies have to pay for um, but we've created our own that is based in you know, multi-sport situation. So everything is coming from the context of the triathlon setting. Um, so definitely check that out. You can find it on our website at usatriathlon.org thrive.
0: Wow. Yeah. You talking about action, quick implementation. I know it probably didn't seem quick on your end, but to an end user like myself, who was just at a round table in 2020 to see that this is happening in 2022, This is absolutely dope and I'm excited because I have to be excited even though I'm supposed to be thrilled because I was actually at the endurance exchange and so this is like so cool. I didn't want to make the big announcement myself but I'm glad that you were able to do that Megan because you got those uh, you can get those release papers. I didn't get them but yes that is just so excited so be sure to take care of the resources and take the resources, take the courses, because I believe that if you take the course, it will be transferable into the real world. And you can use it because anytime that you can grow, especially in this area where we want to bring unity, it is important to educate yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I think Brian Gretzky says it best. You know, the more knowledge you have, the more confident you'll be. So the more knowledge you have about these subject areas, the more confident you will be. And the conversations don't have to be awkward and complex and, and toxic at times.
1: Absolutely. they can be yeah. pleasant.
0: They can be pleasant and be welcoming and be open and not steering away from the hard conversations, but doing it with love and grace. And so I think that that is so good. And I'm excited to see what will happen usatriathlon.org/thrive be sure to check them out. Megan, I promise you we are talking so much and I feel like we're overtime cuz I'm trying to do better of keeping it rounded. I do something fun at the end of all of our calls and that is a quick rapid fire. But before I do rapid quiet, <laughs> rapid fire. Before I do rapid fire, I would love to just brag on you a little bit. And what I mean by bragging on you is just to share a little bit of your accomplishments that I was able to do some research of. Hashtag, you provided me. (laughs) So I get to tell the people how awesome you are. Since taking on her role with diversity inclusion with USA Triathlon, she has been recognized by the USA Olympic and Paralympic Committee, receiving the Advancement and Diversity Award in 2017. She is also and the National Governing Bodies, Diversity, and Inclusion Choice Award 2018, 19, and 2021. What? In addition to her work with USA Triathlon, Megan works with the International Olympic Academy, serving as the coordinator for the International Sessions for Young Participants held annually in Olympia, Greece. Now, she hasn't told me she was taking me for this year, so I'm hoping she's getting the hint. She is also a member of the Americas Triathlon Women's Commission. Megan is here to help move the needle forward, to give so many athletes an opportunity to be in a diverse and equitable and inclusive and an accessible sport. USA Triathlon, I have to say, I am so honored that I have been, that I've had the opportunity to work with Megan. Personally, I've had an opportunity to work with Rocky personally. I've had an opportunity to work with Melissa before she left and gone to Special Olympics. It has been a true honor. And I've also had an opportunity to work with Cody. Like it it gets better because there's more people I need to work with there. And so I'm not going to say it doesn't get better because it does. It only gets better from here because we're moving the needle forward and we're doing, we're not doing we're not just talking the talk; we're walking the walk and putting action behind what we're wanting to see done. And I just say thank you, guys, for doing the great work that you're doing at USA Triathlon, and also just welcoming me and allowing me to have the opportunities to speak when possible. So, with that said, it's now time for our fun question, our fun rapid fire questions. <laughs> so maybe I mean, I'm
1: also Ma- awesome nervous.
0: <laughs> you should be because I don't even know I'm what I'm gonna nervous. say because. You're not the <laughs> traditional triathlete. And so I'm going to have to dig deep for these questions. Okay. But I feel like you'll be okay. Yes.
1: I feel like <laughs> it's yeah. is going to be great. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll ask some fun ones. It's just an opportunity to get, for people to get to know you in a different way. Cool. So Megan, do people just call you like Meg, Meg girl? What do they call you? Yeah. I get
1: Megan, Meg's a lot. M-E-G dollar sign. <laughs> Okay, money, get money. Okay, that so was I'm like gonna call you. college nickname and like golf team nickname. I don't know if it's like a team thing, but everyone has nicknames and
0: yeah, I like Megs though. So I'm like, okay, Megs, are you ready? Let's do it. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Okay, what's your favorite thing about triathlon?
1: Ooh, I would have to say the So personally, since I work in triathlon and I don't necessarily race triathlon, getting to see athletes and have a hand in in athletes, you know, sometimes best day of the year. So, you know, if you help an athlete get to nationals, if they have an issue with registration or, you know, they're a first time triathlete and ask questions, getting to see them cross the finish line and how excited they are is one of my favorite things. It brings me back like year over year, getting to see people so excited and like kind of sharing that, you know. Best day of the year kind of feeling without having to run. Like I didn't have to run, but I still got some of that great feeling.
0: <laughs> you get to sit back and watch everyone else suffer while you're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I love it. When you did do your race back in 2012, I'm making you dig deep. What was <laughs> the best moment that day beyond finishing?
1: Oh, great question. Um I, I would have to say the end of the swim. Um, so it was an ocean swim and I started in a novice wave. which shout out to the race director for having that, because it made me feel so much more comfortable. Um, but as I started the swim and we were like out in the ocean, the guy next to me was this like big muscular, like thick guy. And he had to get pulled out. He like, couldn't finish the swim. And I'm like, well, this guy can't do it. There's no way I'm going to be able to do it. Um, but I, I don't know. I dug deep. I, I did the backstroke for a bit and I floated some, I'm sure there was some doggy paddles in there, but I finished the swim and I got to actually keep racing. And that was a a huge moment for me. I, you know, after seeing this guy get pulled out who I thought was like, so fit and like, surely he could do it, but he didn't. And then I did it. It was like this, like empowering proud moment like just it wasn't pretty but I did it and I didn't give up and next time I'm doing a pool swim so
0: oh my god I love it she was like I mean but I did it like every time you did you did do it it was not
1: fast but it was fun but it was
0: fun again you know this workout is about you know athletes working out so of course I have to ask you some workout questions what is your current favorite workout oh
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I actually have like an erg machine in my, in my house, like rowing. I love that. I, I don't know. Cause you can, you know, I catch up on the news. I like, I, I row every morning. Um, so that's kind of my thing right now. Um, it, I got it during COVID and it was like a cool COVID workout that like I could do in the winter. Um, I, and as, as a retired golfer, my back has never been super great. So it's helped with like strengthening my back muscles, which has been really valuable. Um, and I do enjoy walking to get coffee with my dog. So if that counts as an exercise, that Uh, is top two.
0: It's movement. So absolutely. I love, love, love walking
1: to the coffee shop is like up there. I love
0: it. (laughs) <laughs> hey, coffee matters you gotta you gotta walk to get it and versus drive to get it that's good I mean most people depending on you know your community if you can walk to your local coffee shop that's great not everyone has access to that hence D-I-A. okay that was just another plug what is your favorite beyond the news working out to the news do you like to listen to music audiobooks or just silence
1: oh gosh I'm I am a huge audiobooks fan I read a lot like I typically you know try to read like a couple books a month and then I've, I've gotten into audiobooks um I've recently binge watched Yellowstone so like tv wise I don't watch a lot of tv I'm more like a binge watcher but yeah audiobooks are my favorite um but if I had if I do like music a lot I like Kygo Kygo is really great um okay. Yeah. Huge Kygo fan. I, I get to make the playlist for our breaks during the summit, the DEIA summit, and it is usually a lot of Kygo. So um, yeah, I would say music wise Kygo.
0: I love, I love, I love it. You did a really good job this year. (laughs) You did a really good job this year. And my final question. I can't say final question because I don't know because the way my brain works, I may have another question. What has been your favorite DEIA moment?
1: I love this question. Um, well, my favorite DEIA moment um, actually comes from a while back. So I, I didn't always do diversity, equity, inclusion, and access, but as soon as I had the opportunity to start a program that fit in the diversity, equity, inclusion, and access realm, I did it. Um, so back in, as probably two thousand. 2014, 2015. Um, I got to do my first DEIA program. It was geared towards youth, and I kind of put the DEIA part in there, kind of under the radar. It was a different culture than we have now, where DEIA is such a you know important piece. Um, it wasn't viewed that way many, many years ago. So I was able to start this program called Try for Change, and it was a youth program um, that focused on bringing underrepresented youth into the sport. And it was so cool. We provided bikes and swimsuits and, you know, shoes, anything you needed to participate in a triathlon for a young athlete. And then they trained for eight weeks with a USA triathlon certified coach. And then at youth nationals, they did the, they did their first triathlon. And um, we, the first year we did it, uh, we learned a lot. We had a young athlete who uh, during transition, she sat down, And somehow I had it under her towel, pulled out a mini can of Pringles and started eating the Pringles and, uh, then went and finished her race and had the best time. And so the next year we added nutrition into the curriculum, but, uh, that program was awesome because we were able to help athletes kind of gain confidence. Um, it was probably 90% minority athletes um and that first year it was a it was a majority female um athletes they were under the age of 14 um we had one participant who her mom uh said she was very nervous about doing it very shy was unsure about her daughter participating cuz she didn't think she would you know connect with the other children doing the race um and at nationals, when they did their first race, we had a camera crew there to do interviews of athletes racing. And we asked for volunteers from our try for change group to, you know, who, who wanted to, you know, talk about their experience. And this girl, her hand shot up. She was the very first one. And the mom started crying. She was like, it is amazing how eight weeks in this program has made her daughter so comfortable. And like, Her self-esteem has gone up so much that she felt comfortable being the first one to give an interview and she volunteered to be the first one. So getting to see the impact that triathlon had on that young girl's life, um, it kind of helped. I mean, it kind of just like gets me so excited about diversity and inclusion because opening up a sport that can impact people in the way that it impacted her, I think is just like the most exciting thing. Um, So exciting.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. Another amazing episode in my mind and in my books. And I know hopefully you're thinking the same thing. Megan, you have outdone yourself. Megan Rich, ha, get it, Megs Rich. Megs with the S, dollar sign. Cause you come in here with all this good knowledge and this wealthy knowledge, girl, you are bringing that fire. Making it rain over here with this knowledge. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on Try Beginner's Luck. And we know, you guys hear me say it all the time, whenever you try, you truly always win. Whether you like the outcome or not, you win because you gave it your best try. So this is it for this episode of Try Beginner's Luck, but be sure to tune us with tune in with us. Be sure to tune in with us for our next episode. This is Mashonda, and I am out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try Beginner's Luck, you always win.